Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 87. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we're here today talking really loud and excited and passionate because it's not an Apple Hater Week. No, it's not. It's pure Apple love this week. Chris has been converted back to the Kool-Aid. <sighs> it was delicious. I was so thirsty. He's taken his medication from Uncle Steve. I did, in the form of a brand new 13-inch MacBook Pro. There you go. And now, so we're going to talk about all kinds of things today. But of course, your MacBook in or uh, 13 inch MacBook Pro steals the day for you. So, what's going on with this thing? Oh, man. Well, I got it because I've been so busy with work and um, I just needed something a little more powerful. Man, it's so awesome. That's all I can say. Man, it's so awesome. I noticed that you brought it in. And you did not do your usually weekly ritual when you actually come into the studio here, Chris, of pulling out your power cord, unraveling it little, you know, inch by inch by inch, reaching over, doing, why Why is that thing not plugged in? Because I've got about four hours of battery life running it the way I'm running it now. If I if I turned off wire, Wi-Fi and turned down the screen, I could get, you know, seven or eight. What good is a MacBook without Wi-Fi? like a day without sunshine my friend Uh, that's what i'm saying i got a you know um excuse me two weeks ago i had mentioned that i had helped a a few friends purchase some macs and um the the husband that was a husband and wife he had bought a 15 inch macbook pro right he's had it for two weeks now and he brought it back to our house last night and used it for the first time and the reason why Jeez, I want is, to open the box on my way home. Well, no, no, no. He's it's open, but it's like he has no internet connection at his house yet. Oh, well, he's yeah. still. I don't know if they're still in the debating between Insight and you know Cincinnati Bell DSLR cable. <sighs> Flip a coin. Yeah, and so they're they're still. I don't know if they're debating it or if they're just now waiting for it to be installed. Gotcha. But I cannot imagine life without the internet. I have two ISPs in my house. <laughs> yeah. In this room, we have DSL. And we have cable modem. And I will tell you what, when one goes out, I immediately switch that. that. You have a failover. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I, I now I, that's a little extreme, but I do that because this is my career, my business, and internet connectivity is somewhat important to what right, I do. Yeah. But anyway, so you got long battery life and uh, yeah. I mean... Long battery life, uh, fast processor, the screen is gorgeous. Um, my friend Daniel was over last night. You know uh, Daniel uh, Lewis... He uh, wanted to know, where in the heck is the fan on those things? I heard it spin up the other night, so it's got one. I just, okay, so there you go. Yeah, the, the fan, the fan's there. It's it's somewhere in that unibody. And <laughs> somewhere the speakers are there, too. I'm thinking the speakers are underneath the keyboard because that seems to be where the sound's coming from. I told Chris that I think they have alien technology and the, the keyboard is the speaker. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Though. It's got the uh, backlit keyboard and uh, the the track the trackpads to give I will kind of say the trackpads give give me some I don't like pain. The tra- I don't like the trackpad at all. However, have you turned on the tap to click? No, I don't like that. Oh my gosh. It, I would not you would not be able to sell me a MacBook uh one of these new MacBooks without turning on the tap to click. I might have to try that, but I keep accidentally uh p- you know 
pinching uh-huh. and making the the screen like the the text bigger because my habit is just to keep my thumb at the bottom of the trackpad. Oh the yeah, button used to be. Yeah, and sometimes it misreads it and it it does that. <clears throat> it did that in uh, ten five and it does it in in <laughs> ten six. <clears throat> Uh, what, what, ten, 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 six. What's that? Oh, I don't know. It's a thing. It's speaking of ten six. L- Snow Leopard comes out tomorrow. Snow Leopard comes out when? Tomorrow, Friday. Ah, Friday the twenty eighth. So, does anybody have this now? I don't know anybody that's running it. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, I, I hear that it's going to be pretty cool. What What would be your expectations of Snow Leopard? <sighs> What do you think your first impressions might possibly be? It's fast is what my impression would be. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, awkward silence um, moving forward. The theory would be that the, the, the finder is a lot faster. Okay. That would be your theory. And you free up maybe at least seven gigs of space. No, I had heard about that. Yeah. So people can pre-order um, Snow Leopard, but why bother at this point? Just go buy it tomorrow, right? Yeah, go to the Apple Store. I th- normally, they, like when ten uh, five when Leopard first came out, they released it at six p.m. They had kind of like a party. I don't think they're doing it this time. I think it's just come in all day and get it because it's, it's not a it's not a brand new fully. It, they didn't even give it a well. They gave it a new name, but come on. Yeah, in theory, if if I happened to be sitting in front of Snow Leopard right now, this is Leopard two point It is. It looks just like it did before. Um, it behaves pretty much like it did before. There's a couple UI differences. QuickTime looks different, and. Um, they got rid of QuickTime Pro. It doesn't exist anymore. Now it's called QuickTime uh, X or 10. And uh, it does pretty much everything. It does screen capturing, which is kind of really? cool. Yeah. Now, you mean like movie screen capturing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is pretty neat. And does it allow you, you know, you used to have to get uh, QuickBook Pro to be able to save stuff. and No, I think that's all built into QuickTime now. As really? a standard, yeah. Now, will we? Now, QuickTime's always been free before. Will if we don't have Snow Leopard, will we be able to download the new QuickTime? That's a good question. I don't know. I would like to know. Inquiring minds, like <laughs> mine, want to know. I I would think they would do something to keep it on parity with it. I hope so. I hope so. Because uh, now questions are out there. When do I upgrade to Snow Leopard? And of course, Chris will upgrade. You know, at his earliest convenience, I am certain of. I'm so excited about it. If I could have upgraded two days ago, I would have. Exactly. If the opportunity would have presented itself, I'm certain that knowing Chris, he would have. So, but for for Cliff, what what's he going to do? Does Chris want to take a venture of guessing I know uh, when I, he's going to upgrade I, to? I know what Cliff will do. What I'm saying Cliff should do, though. Yeah, tell me what you think Cliff should do. I think you should, well, first find out if any app, any app that you run on your Mac isn't isn't going to run, and because um, what it does is if there if there are apps and drivers that won't run, it puts them in a folder. What do you think the percentage of chance that there might be some awkward program out there that won't run under the new Snow Leopard? I think it's I think it's pretty low. Everything that I use, which is I would think everything that I use on my Mac is ninety nine percent of the stuff you use on your Mac. Okay, um, you know things like. Uh, Tweety and, and Photoshop. Uh, I use Photoshop CS3, which Adobe says is not officially supported in Snow Leopard, but okay. I, I, I use it hard. I used it hard. If I had Snow Leopard, 
<laughs> and I used it a lot, like the last two days. Yeah, I would tell you that uh, CS3 doesn't have any problems. There you go. Um, ScreenFlow, uh, all that kind of stuff should be compatible with Snow Leopard. The way I look at it, it's a this is really a refined version of Leopard. So if you're already running Leopard without any problems, you should be okay with Snow Leopard. Right. Now, I understand that this, uh, and Daniel even just put this in the chat room, it, un- it does require that you have an Intel Mac. Yeah. What is an Intel Mac? Why, why, what, what, as opposed to what? Sure. About four years ago, which tells you, four years in computer years, it's like dog years. So that's like 28 years ago. You yes. Know? Back in the last millennia. Exactly. Four years ago. uh Apple made the switch from what was called power PC processors, which were processors made by IBM and Motorola to Intel processors, which is what everybody uses. And, um, the architecture is completely different. So they've made a decision now four years later to say, okay, any future OS upgrade, we need to move on. We're going to go, uh, Intel only. Okay. And that's why, that's why it saves you a lot of space. When you load it on here, when you load this, you get about six, six gig, six gigs or more back because it's stripping out a lot of the old legacy power PC support. Yeah. Okay. So earlier somebody in the chat room says, you know, do you think you're saving the space because they stripped out the language support and for some other stuff, but I don't think language, no language support is that much space. Uh, language takes about 300 megs. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. And when in theory, when you reload, uh, leopard because leopard doesn't do an upgrade, it does a a, a forced archive and install. Okay. There's no other option. You just click install and it does it. Um, you can choose to remove certain things. Like you can you can choose to remove all the print drivers and all the language. And I reduced, in theory, the install to uh, 3.3 gigs. Wow. I have a question for you. you. You just said something that just absolutely blew my mind and may even further push back the date to almost never unless I have to on the upgrade. You'll have to at some point. Well, you, I may, but you just said a forced archive and install? You want an archive and install. Uh, okay, I understand that you think that I want to, although I never would want to because that means I have to back up all my data. No, you don't. Okay, no? Mm. Okay, tell me. So so maybe I'm misunderstanding here, but I don't have to reinstall all of my software again if I do archive and install? No. Ex- then what is archive and install? Okay, there's... It used to be in the Mac world, there was three paths of upgrading. You could do a straight upgrade. Yep. Which, which is, basically don't worry about anything. If it, if it's screwed up, well, you should have done one of the other two options. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, let us just upgrade the files that need to be upgraded and everything's going to work just right. fine. And and really, if you like, they, they you know, say if you go from like Windows to whatever other version of Windows, you don't want to do that. You want to you do something called a clean install. Right. Which I always did the op- upgrade. Right. Which which the Mac can do, too. You can do a clean install where you format the hard drive. Except for with Snow Leopard. Right. Okay. And Go I'm ahead. just saying traditionally. You okay. format the hard drive, you load the operating system on fresh, and then you put all your stuff back on. Right. Which is a big pain, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Archive and install is kind of like the best of both worlds. What it does is it takes your, your user folder, because everything's stored in your user folder. It takes your user Which is fo- really awesome on the Mac, I will say. Yeah. It takes your user folder, which holds all your preferences, music, files, videos, application preferences, all that stuff. It takes that, and it takes your applications folder. Are all your application keys in there and stuff like that as yeah. well? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it takes all that information and moves it off to the side. Okay. Then it takes your, your OS and blows it away. Gotcha. Okay. 
Then it loads its new OS on and migrates your data back. Oh, well, that's cool. So it does it does basically the whole backup. Te- theoretically, it does all the backup and then let us wipe out everything, install everything, and let us put your data back. Exactly. Clears out the cobwebs and puts all your data back. And I did it, in theory. And um, no problem at all. Gotcha. In your mind, you had processed this two days ago. Yeah, in, in my mind, I thought about it, how how would it go if I installed Snow Leopard on this on this MacBook Pro <laughs> and used it, how, how it work? And I I think in theory it, it's going to work just fine. All right. And what's the likelihood or possibility, or is there any chance that once you do this mandatory, you know, Uncle Steve forces you to twist your arm to do archive install? Um, <laughs> if you had to do that, is there any chance that when you go to run a new program, it might not work? You might have to say, oh, let me go get my preference key or something like that. I don't think so. You don't think that that's a no. possibility? Even? No, because it, it, it keeps all those application preferences. It, it retains okay. all that. So so it, it's all in theory. I mean, the, if I didn't know any better. I would, would be just a, be upgrading, and it exactly, would be no different. Exactly. Uh, the, 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 the one program that always is a pain when you move it to another computer or anything like that is anything by, by Adobe. Yes. And Photoshop, in theory, launched without any problem at all. Okay. In theory. And I have a, a, a legit purchased licensed copy of Photoshop. Very cool. All right. So anyway, um, as far as compatibility goes, uh, Daniel had also in the chat room, he's posting all kinds of stuff in here. Of course, everybody else is as well. So thank you, everybody, for the wonderful commentary and and conversations that take place during our live shows at gspn.tv slash live uh, Thursdays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., I might add. Uh, all day long, recording 10 episodes back-to-back. You should join us if you're listening to this on the podcast. Uh, we would love to have you. Anyway, he had posted a link to apple.com slash macosx forward slash compatibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it talks about some of the stuff how you know they're, they're, they're working on when they upgrade that this will work. I'm still saying, though, uh, my, people are asking me, Cliff, when are you going to upgrade to Snow Leopard? And I will. Uh, my answer is is I will upgrade because it's only $29. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer for so it's a, as far as cost goes. As far as cost goes, I, I, I will upgrade. However, this is when I will officially make my decision to upgrade. When I get a little note, I when I launch an application, yeah. and it says, hey, there's a new version of this software available, Would here are the details. Would you like to install now or skip until later or skip completely? And what I'll do is I'll look at that list and I'll see if there's anything in there that, number one, does this require that I move to the next OS X? Yeah. If, if it requires that I move to Snow Leopard, I will then... But, oh, wait, by the way, if I do that and it does not require the new Snow Leopard, I will just go ahead and upgrade. Regardless of what the new features are or bug fixes, I'm just going yeah. to upgrade. From that point forward, let's just say I go in and two months later... It says, hey, there's a new version of the software. Would you like to upgrade? And it says, by the way, in bold red print, it usually will say, you know, this will not rely, this, the minimum OS for this version is Snow Leopard. Yeah. And when I see that, I will then look at the list and I will look at the bug fixes that it fixes. And if I've never experienced those bugs, I will not upgrade. And I will look at the new features. And if those features do not impress me or the thought of those new features do not impress me and i am able to do everything i want to do already and it works perfectly i still will not upgrade 
See, I will not upgrade to the next version of OS X personally, and I'm not suggesting this for everybody out there. But me personally, I will not upgrade to the next operating system until I can no longer perform all the things that I personally want to do right now because I'm a, I'm a if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of guy. Yeah, see, me, I'm I'm I am I want things to be 50% or more faster. Yeah. And with Snow Leopard, once those apps are written to take advantage of that, because it's got something called Grand Central Station, which takes advantage of your door of uh, your, your core two uh, duo, duo processor. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, and it takes advantage of uh, the GPU and stuff like that. And apps, at least even the native apps, are running forty percent faster or more. Right. And once apps start taking advantage of that, which will be very soon. I mean, we're, you know, the developers have been working on it. Once those apps are recompiled to take advantage of of Grand Central, mm-hmm. boom! There, you. It's going to be awesome. These, these, all these computers that have these Core Two Duos have been underutilized. Yeah. So instantly, everybody who spends thirty bucks is going to have these much, much, much faster machines. Right. Now, I do want to just point out that I am not your average Mac user, or maybe I am. Maybe Chris is the is the the odd man out here. But let let me explain to you my Mac usage. Now, I have two Macs in the studio here. One is a Mac Mini. The only there are only two functions for my mac mini number one broadcasting video and audio out to Ustream. Mm-hmm. a n- new operating system is not going to improve the speed of that whatsoever it it i fire it might it might load up the browser that i use to connect to Ustream's website you if know. they write flash aware for that though that might at least give you some better load balancing or something I have no idea. I, all that I know is that Ustream works without flaw mm-hmm. right now. I mean, other than when Ustream servers get a little flaky. But right. me streaming to Ustream, absolutely no issue whatsoever. I cannot imagine how any bump in speed is going to help that yeah. in one way, shape, or another. And the only other function that I use the Mac Mini for is the monitor on it. I will open up the chat room in full screen, and I will zoom in on the chat room so that I can actually see it in big, bold print so I can actually read without actually squinting my eyes while I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. And faster OS isn't going to change that. Then I go over to my MacBook. Mm-hmm. And my MacBook literally is used by Sarah Rader, who is the co-host of The Full-Time Mom. She uses that computer five times as much as I do. Yeah. And she's only here once a week for one <laughs> hour, and she uses it to interact in the chat room. And the reason for that is because I'm still primarily a PC guy, and um, I have the MacBook um, because I like the Mac OS, but I don't use it all the time because I'm so tied to my production work, which is in Adobe Audition. Yeah, see, and all my work's done on ScreenFlow and, and all right. that on here. So. And, and, and now, if I want to do video production, obviously, like, you know, streaming video, I use my Mac. And if I want to do a screencast or put out a video podcast, then, yeah, my MacBook's getting dust, dusted off and I'm going to be pulling it out. And I could see some benefit there, but how often am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And does, you know, now if I've got a, if like I say, you know, I've probably got over the next two weeks, I've got some free time in my schedule and there's these video projects that I've been wanting to do. Yeah. I could really use a little speed bump in the <laughs> processing and rendering of all this stuff. Let's go ahead and upgrade. I think so. Let, let's put it this way: if if the Mac is your daily machine, yep, I would think it probably and it's a relatively new Mac, and yeah. you don't use a lot of weird oddball third party software, which I think for the majority of the people 
that's not going to be an issue. A majority of the people, although we do not have the majority of the people listening to this, we have geeks listening to this for the most part. But also geeks are going to know better. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to be like, I can figure this out. Well, they're, they're, yeah. But I remember when we went from tiger to leopard mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of us were using talk shoe and talk shoe had a really, uh, a very community driven application written for the functionality of having the actual downloadable client for the Mac on their system. And when everybody upgraded to Leopard, except for Cliff, by the way, nobody could get on to TalkShoe anymore. And I'm like, well, I do. Sorry you upgraded. I do think this is the most important version of Mac OS X since since 10.0. I don't don't argue with you on its validity and all that stuff. I, and I think it's great. This is just, a, you know, we're just looking at the at a philosophy of upgrading and, and the philosophy of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not saying please don't innovate and make things better because, event, you know, eventually everybody's going to catch on and they're going to start writing f- programs that are going to take advantage of all those things. And it's even going to make everything better. And eventually I will upgrade because, well, guess what? You just now told me that ScreenFlow, let's just say, for example you know, is only going to run on slow, Snow Leopard on this latest release. And by the way, here's a couple new features we were able to put in because of the advances here. And wow, this is going to totally revolutionize things. And then I, dude, I can't wait to upgrade. And then all of a sudden I'll think, man, I wish I would have upgraded earlier. <laughs> and that's just the that's just the way I am. Yeah. But it, I don't think there's anything wrong with upgrading right away, especially if you're using the onboard native apps and Firefox and, you know, just your daily average normal programs, go ahead and upgrade two days ago if you had the opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In theory. Now, I'm still going to, now, since I got a brand new Mac, and if you buy a new Mac, um, you can upgrade to Leopard for $10. It's just to cover the cost of physically processing and shipping the disc to you. Uh huh. And that's with, that counts shipping too. And um, I'm going to do that just so, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. So I'm, Friday, I'm not gonna have the disc in my hand to install on my MacBook Pro. I'm not okay. too concerned about that because I'll do the up to date program at some point. Right now, Stevens in the chat room he says a new a new operating system is the ultimate geek experience. That's my boy right there. I cannot resist for the love of it. <laughs> yeah, you get tired <laughs> of using the same thing, and I yeah, I'm the same way. That's why I keep jailbreaking and unjailbreaking my iPhone, which. You just download a new theme for Jail- your wallpaper. <laughs> I mean, come on. Jailbreak status is currently. Um, uh, your phone we're gonna talk not about that. jailbreak really you, you unjailbroke not jailbroken right now uh we're gonna talk about that um in just a moment so yeah we'll, we'll let, let's hold off on that one because we're gonna get to it okay uh what what's this in the in the show notes here there are some new mac ads how did i miss that you haven't seen the mac ads no what, where are they at what, what, what apple.com yeah, dash apple.com and uh slash it's at the bottom lower corner it says watch the new mac ads all right goodness watch the okay here we go look at that big picture how, of the snow leopard there it's how like, how many are there two oh it doesn't pull it up like it used to like like big huge screen it says get a mac slash ads but now oh anatomy of a mac is that what it's is that a commercial here here let me let me play it well I, well actually i was gonna play it so we have the audio I was going to hold my microphone down to yeah, it. That's not going to give us good audio. Come on. Apple.com slash get a Mac slash ads. Okay. And this is what I've got. It is Oh, maybe Adblock Plus is blocking it. Hold on. Let me disable on Apple.com and hit refresh. 
That's what it was. That's funny. <laughs> Adblock Plus was disabling it. Here we go. Here's Hello, some good audio. Hello, I'm a PC. And I'm looking to buy a great computer. Well, allow me to introduce the top-of-the-line PC. Oh, wow. Cool. Hey. Well, I want hey. a computer with a big screen. Look no further. And a really fast processor. Some say I'm too fast. And I want one that just works without thousands of viruses and tons of headaches. Look, lady, any PC you get is going to have those problems. Well, I think I'll go with Mac. Great. When you're uh, ready to compromise, you call me. <laughs> That's cool. It's the tick and putty. And then the other one at the bottom, uh, Trainer's one I haven't seen yet. And All then right. there's another one called Surprise. All right, here, here we go. Here's Trainer. I haven't seen these. This is good. Hello, I'm a Mac. Uh, and I'm a PC Mac. It's been kind of a rough quarter, so I brought in a trainer to get me back on top of my game. Come on, get started, you bucket of bolts. PC Mag rated Mac number one in customer support. Are you just going to take that? No. PC World's readers called Mac number one in reliability. He's laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you. He's number one in customer satisfaction. What are you? Okay, maybe we could try some positive reinforcement at this point. Sure. You're doing a good job, Mac. Thanks. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and here's Surprise. Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm looking to buy a great computer. Oh, great. Um, I'd go with a PC. But I want one that just works without thousands of viruses and a ton of headaches. That's a PC. Really? <laughs> I thought Macs were much more stable and secure than PCs. They're not. You can't believe everything you hear. I- I'm going to think about it. Just get a PC. <laughs> he does the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible thing. That was that was PC disguised as Mac. Yes, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. That's all right, and customer care is an old one. Yeah, right? all the rest of them are old. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad they have some new ads. I, I, I honestly, Mac ads are things that they they need to actually just run a 30 minute show. <laughs> it's one of those things that if I've got my DVR, yep, and I'm going through and I see a Mac, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got to back up. I don't care if I've seen it three times. I want to see that. I want to see the ad. And you know, I've seen it. I've seen it here on the screen, but I will still want to see it on television. I don't care what show. Well, maybe Lost. I might skip it for yeah. Well, John Hodgman, the guy who plays PC, is so funny, man. It it's just brilliant. I'm serious. They could actually do a a television series, and I would watch it of Mac ads. (laughs) It's funny when I got my because you know these are the answer to the Laptop Hunter ads. When I was getting my uh, when I was getting my Mac, I was on Twitter, and I was (laughs) at the end. That's like. And I, I had a picture, and the picture was of my of the box in my car, and I was like, "Congratulations, Chris! It's not a PC." That's so funny. Because I was in Best Buy, I was gonna actually gonna take my camera and go, "This is Chris, and he's looking for." I'm looking for a computer that um, is made of metal. Made of metal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's this malware detection coming in Snow Leopard? Yeah, it looks like um, there's two. Uh, Trojan horses that are in the wild that have been affecting people who are really downloading like illegal copies of um, of iWork viruses for Macs. Trojan horse different than a virus. Tell me what's the difference? Okay, a Trojan horse is a program that it sounds you- like a condom you get in a shoddy looking bathroom. Those are Trojans. Okay. Okay. A Trojan <laughs> horse is a, a rogue program that's hidden inside of another program, and you have to actually execute that program for it to run. You have to type in your username and password. A virus is a program that can replicate itself without any user intervention whatsoever. Okay. A tro- say that again because I was still thinking about my joke and, and then what the, looking for the reaction in the chat room. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> a, tr- a Trojan horse is a program that you actually have to execute. So you have to actually double click on something, install, 
Type in your password. Yeah, it's a program that's case. hidden in another program to ex, and you have to execute that program in order for it to run. A virus is a is a program that can get on your system and replicate and do all sorts of things without even. You, you don't have to do anything. Exactly. Exactly. You just go to the site and boom, it's it's there. Yeah. But Trojan horse can be. So, or you just plug your computer into the internet. But it's, but Trojan horses can be socially engineered. Oh, absolutely. In such a way that. Oh yeah, let me go ahead and type in my password. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause, so and that's so thing, technically Mac, speaking, yeah, Mac users are blindly conditioned to just type in their password. That's now. what I'm saying. That's so, what yeah, I'm saying. So there, there was two. It's in the wild, and Apple has put in uh, controls to check for both of those. And it's not really virus software. I mean, they could update that list for malware, uh, and they may. But right now, it's just for those two. And I haven't ran across it yet in theory when running. My yeah. theoretical install. Sounds to me there. like uh, somebody's out there writing stuff for the Mac now. Oh, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So our our previous and prior episodes where we say, ah, you don't need any virus protection. Is, it may is, all come down to a halt is, at some is, point. Is, I, I, what I'm saying is, is this maybe the beginning of where we start saying you might want to look into... Uh, having something on your system to to be checking just in case. Maybe. You, you um, type in a password and it says, whoa, wait a second there, cowboy. Yeah, at this point I'm not. Which, by the way, wouldn't be cool if it had like attitude. Yeah. At this point, I'm still not too concerned. Uh, the day where I plug in my, my Mac into the internet. Oh, Steven's saying, well, that's the whole point of the story, Cliff, is that there is malware checking on Snow Leopard. Yeah, he's got a point. Yeah. But no, the, the day where I plug in, where I could plug in a cable into my computer and boom it i get caught kind of like config or like the worms yes. and stuff that run yeah. rampant on the windows side uh the day that that can happen that's when, that's when i start buying some well, virus hopefully the day before that happens yeah or or at least you know it in with with a lot of those things on on the windows side are what's what's called zero day exploits where you know a pat, patch tuesday comes out and then the guys figure out you know, the hacker people figure out what was patched and then they make an exploit for the people who don't update their system. So as long as you update your systems, most of the time you're okay. Right. Let's move on. All right. So you got a, you got a new MacBook Pro and you have a brand new piece of software on there. You want to tell us about this software and your thoughts on it? <clears throat> yeah. As a lot of people know, um, I do a lot of screencasts. You do. It's kind of like my bread and butter now. Yes. In fact, if anybody out there needs a video produced uh, demonstrating on how to use your software and stuff like that. I know this guy named Chris that um, <laughs> I continually pray every day that he has so much work that he'll never be able to go out and find another job. I'm up to my eyeballs in work right now. Keep it coming, my friends. So, uh, Biting.org. That's B-E-I-T-I-N-G dot O-R-G. Thank you very much. And you can see... Hosted all- proudly by Ravenscraft.org. <laughs> it is, actually. I keep forgetting that it's hosted by... Or GSPN.TV. Thank you very much again. You're welcome. Um... Yeah, so you can go on there and, and see my clips of my videos and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So you, so new software. What is it? Yeah, the program I normally use is something called ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow rocks. If there's only if there's there's only one program that will ever get me at this point in my mind that will ever get me to upgrade to uh, Snow Leopard, and if they reco- if an update of their software does require Snow Leopard, that's the day I upgrade. In fact, ScreenFlow. <laughs> Is the reason I actually bought Leopard. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because it, it, w- it did not run on Tiger. I had ran on Tiger. I mean, Snow Leopard, or I'm sorry, Leopard was out for at least six, eight months. Yeah. And finally, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want ScreenFlow. And I, I saw the demonstrations, and, and, buddy, I'm like, 
Okay, ninety nine bucks for ScreenFlow, hundred twenty nine dollars to upgrade to Leopard. It's well worth it. Yeah, and I will tell you, if Screen, no, I won't say what. I for would, a ninety nine dollar program, ScreenFlow has made me thousands of dollars. Yes, and it is it is awesome. So anyway, talk about this other software. Yeah, <laughs> ScreenFlow two point comes out next month. Um, Sweet. Uh, but it's thirty dollar upgrade. I don't care. Okay. I guess I do. Thirty dollars is a little steep. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll make that in six minutes. I was six about seconds. to say that if it was five hundred bucks, I'd pay. No, for it. no, no, no. Anyway, um, on the PC side, there's a program called Camtasia. Yes, there is. And uh, Camtasia Studio is pretty popular. Does a lot of cool stuff. Uh, it's I would say it offers more features on the PC than ScreenFlow does for the Mac. Which is indicative of a lot of PC programs that we're used to and love so much. Yeah. But it's also more expensive. It's like 300 bucks. $300? For Camtasia for the for studio for the PC. Okay. And, and, and how much is it for the Mac? Well, that's what I was getting to. The, the fine folks at uh, Camtasia, the people that make the software, um, on Tuesday released Camtasia for the Mac. And okay. I've been using it um, actually for a few days before it came out. And um, they said, you know, give us an honest review and feedback and stuff like that. After using the program for a while, uh, I'm going to stick with ScreenFlow. Okay. Uh, it is $99. Uh, it's going to be up to, I think, $149 after, the, after, the, after 2009. Okay. Um, it does a lot of the same things that ScreenFlow does. It lets you capture your screen and audio and camera and stuff like that. And you can zoom in on things. And that's kind of where... In post-production? Yeah. Okay, good. And Camtasia does... There, there's... They're zooming in a little bit different. You can you can manually do it just like on ScreenFlow, but you can also do do an auto kind of an auto senses where the auto attention is. Right. So if you're on your mouse clicking on stuff, you can tell the whole video process this and then automatically zoom in on parts for me. Right. And it does a pretty good job doing that. Uh, the issue I have with Camtasia on its zooming is to me, and it, this could just be my eyes, that um, when there's a lot of text on the screen and, and when it's zooming in, it's not as smooth yeah. as ScreenFlow. For me, ScreenFlow looks like butter when it's moving. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's amazing how good it, it looks. It, if I weren't married, I'd marry ScreenFlow. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that's so so uh, to me, the zooming doesn't feel smooth, and I told them that, and that could be, and I, and I thought maybe it's the way I was rendering, so I, I did a, a multi-pass render on the video just to give the best quality I could, and it still looked the same. Um. The things that it does nice, besides that auto attention thing, which is pretty cool, is uh, you can do, you know, it has arrows, annotation, and all sorts of of neat annotative type things. Uh, It also has some effects of like, you know, it'll auto fade in and fade out text if you want, and uh, has a couple like fly in effects, which I would never ever use on a video, but it's got them. Uh, The the layout is pretty cool. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah layout um it's time-based editing just like uh screenflow can you have like a seemingly unlimited number of extra audio and video tracks on top and everything like that and stretch them and and reduce the size and all that stuff yeah yeah it's text overlay yeah completely non-destructive editing and it does uh, another cool thing that uh, screenflow doesn't do and i think screenflow is gonna do it in its next version is let is a lot of times i'll want to keep static on a screen for longer Mm-hmm. and it would be nice if there was just like a snapshot m- mode in oh, ScreenFlow, yeah. and it doesn't have that. So what I normally have to do is just grab a piece of the video and then copy and paste it like yep. 30 times. Yep. And uh, Camtasia does offer a snapshot mode. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but I know ScreenFlow 2.0 is going to do it too. Okay. So, And I, I contacted the people at TechSpan, uh, whoever makes ScreenFlow, I can't remember, Tel- Telestream, to see if I can get a review copy, and they just 
email me back saying, unfortunately, they don't have a pre-release copy. So no, That's okay, uh, but email them back. Tell them to come please listen to episode number 87 of Help I Got a Mac and and just offer me unlimited lifetime upgrades to ScreenFlow for the amazing uh, <laughs> advertisement that I just gave them. Yeah. So that's um, uh, cliff at, or feedback at gspn.tv, by exactly. the way. Yeah, two copies. Uh, but two no, copies I, I, I cool. feel... I feel that ScreenFlow utilizes a, a lot of the under the, the the OS has a lot these all these cool things called core audio and core video that do a lot of the cool the, all the cool heavy lifting in the background and I don't know if Camtasia is taking advantage of that the way that ScreenFlow is and that's why you had to upgrade to Leopard for ScreenFlow is because of all yes. these cool core technologies. I was happy to do so. <laughs> so uh, I'm real excited to see 2.0 of ScreenFlow comes out next month, and I'm hoping to. Uh, I mean, even if even if they're not going to give me a review copy, which I hope they would, if not, I'm still going to buy it because one, I need it. Yeah. And two, um, it's going to make me a lot more money than what it costs. Yeah. And by the way, feedback at gspn.tv. Hit us hit us up with some new upgraded copies of that for free. That'd be awesome over there. <laughs> but by the way, Camtasia. I'm not going to. First of all, by the way, I've never used Camtasia. I've only seen Camtasia presentations that have been done on the PC, and the the zooming in has always been kind of like, okay, that's, you know, it's let's just put it this way. Prior to ScreenFlow, I was using iShowU, which is the letter I, S-H-O-W, and the letter U. I remember that, yeah. Decent program. It's cheap, and, too. And basically, it captured just a portion of your screen, and you had to zoom everything down into that little section or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a kind of a pain in the butt, and Camtasia blew its doors off. Right. But when I found ScreenFlow, I fell in love. I mean, it, yeah, it, me if, too. if you could fall in love with a piece of software, uh, there have been two. And one is Adobe Audition on the PC and ScreenFlow on the Mac. And that's why I will always have to have it both the uh, both um windows system or operating system and mac operating system going even screenflow as an as an audio video editor is actually not bad i pro- you know what i actually you i do not use imovie and uh i if you go to gspn.tv and search for salmon patties yeah you will find um some videos that i've done just like uh cooking with stephanie videos mm-hmm. And those are all created in ScreenFlow. Oh, that's cool. Because what I do is I open it up and uh, open a blank project and I delete out the, any of the video. And then I just use the timeline <laughs> editor to drag my videos oh, in and funny. all that stuff. It, now, um, I'm looking. Blown. They, they did send me this really long email of ScreenFlow and what, what we can expect in ScreenFlow too. And uh, it's going to have the ability to push screencasts directly to YouTube. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, a full range of 2D and 3D transitions. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Not that I'll probably use any of those, but that's okay. Uh, this one's... I've been... Yeah, this is a, this is a feature I want. Uh, the ability to adjust clip speed during recording and editing. Wow. So if there's something where you're typing a bunch of stuff, boom, you can kick that that speed up during... That's awesome. And what, pre, what program are we talking about here? ScreenFlow. Okay, good. This has become a ScreenFlow commercial. Yes, it is. Uh, ScreenFlow, hit us up, my friends. Come on. <laughs> Keyboard shortcuts for resizing timeline, yada, yada, yada. Free flip for Mac, uh, Windows Media Studio, uh, enabling export of Windows Media directly from ScreenFlow uh, for orders placed at the end of 2009. So, um, yeah, Camtasia, I, here, here's the thing. Yep. If ScreenFlow 2.0 wasn't on its way out or uh, coming out, and I had to make a decision between ScreenFlow and Camtasia, both for $99. You would probably do Camtasia because of the snapshot feature. 
Yeah, for me that that's yeah that that's a a really big feature and. But what here, here's what upset me. I looked at Camtasia Studio for PC, uh-huh. and there's a lot of cool features. You can do polling and and all sorts of of cool stuff and like production stuff. They stripped all that out for the Mac, mm-hmm. and that really, uh, you know, I don't know why they did that. To me, that's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's kind of like why does QuickBooks do the same exact thing? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of a second class move as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, I understand the program's you know half half the price, but. You know, maybe I would have spent more if it had all these features. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what. We are at nine. It's a wag of the finger. Yes, it is. That's the wag of the finger to Camtasia. All right. So, hey, you know what? We're already at 9.50 right now as we're recording. And I do. We're going to have to wrap up because I I don't want to be thrown off schedule. But we have so much feedback. Do you want to do like a super all feedback show next week? Um, Sure. That sounds great. All questions. So if you have, especially if you have questions about Snow Leopard. Uh, because you know you'll probably have it in your hand by then. You know, compile them all, get them to us before Thursday, so I can do a little research on them if they're questions on how to do things. Yep. And the whole show next week will be nothing but questions and feedback. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, let's do that. And of course, how do they submit their questions? The first way to do that, easiest way, is to just pick up the phone yep. and uh, dial that number eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Again, that's eight five nine seven nine five. 4067. Although there's a likelihood that if you're listening to the show, you probably or could possibly even have an iPhone. And if you do, you probably have the most recent version of the operating system on your iPhone, yep. which means that you definitely have voice memo. Yep. I love voice memo. It is totally awesome, has radically improved or increased the number of people that have been leaving us voice me feedback. So and they look, send, they sound great too. They sound very good. Oh, by the way, just for those of you who are out there who are wondering, whatever you do, don't feel like you have to hold your mouth right up to the microphone. Just hold your your hand in front of you about 12 inches away and just talk and it'll it picks it up beautifully. Uh, but anyway, use the voice memo. It's the one with the microphone on it. Hit the record button, and then once you're done recording, you hit stop, and there's a little thing to hit send or share or something. I can't remember what it is, but it, it'll give you the option to email that and just send it along to feedback at gspn.tv. And uh, so let me just give my apologies to uh, Chris K, who has a password question for Safari, uh, to Frank, who has some iPhone questions about tethering and prices for 3GS and 3G. Uh, there's some great questions there. Unfortunately, we're going to wait until next week. Uh, Frank also had a question about what is jailbreaking your iPhone and what's <laughs> all involved and yeah. why is it that Chris is broke, jailbroken one day and unjailbroken the next? We don't know. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> why does the sun shine, Cliff? Exactly. And, of course, we'll take your questions, your feedback, your comments, everything, if you send it to either feedback at gspn.tv or give us a call, area code 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven, and of course, if you have anything else you want to uh, do, you can uh, head over to gspn.tv. Become a plus member. I mean, do you uh, find value in the content that we're providing here? This is what I do full time as a career, and I am dedicated and committed to bringing you consistent content on a regular basis. We release about one or two episodes of Help I Got a Mac on the free feed that you're listening to right now, possibly. Uh, and that's great. Uh, every week, however, we're releasing new content. And we make all of the episodes of this and 20 other podcasts wow. available to you as a Plus member for only 10 bucks a month. 
head over to gspn.tv slash plus and uh, you'll just see uh, some great testimonials there, a little explanation what it's all about. And uh, we would love to have you, my friends, join the community. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.